up, what's up? You're tuned in to Everybody Has an Opinion, the podcast where real people talk about real sports. We have a good time every single week. If this is your first time tuning in to Everybody Has an Opinion, well, you know what? You're in for a treat. I'm in the studio right now with my man, Brandon. Shout out to my boy, B. What's going on? We got Jason in the building. Yo, yo, yo. Man, we also got a special guest. I'm going to wait a couple minutes before I kind of announce this guy because, you know, he's going to drop some major knowledge. Um, listen. Major keys. Listen, there's a lot to discuss today. We have crazy topics lined up, but I'm super excited. Why? Because football is back. Not and, so much. Man, not so much? You're not that excited, bro? I don't know. I don't know. It's like bittersweet with everything that's been going on, but still, nonetheless, we still got college, right? Yes, sir. You already know. So we got a lot to talk about. We're going to discuss a few things. Let's go but, Ohio um, State. <laughs> wow, really? I didn't Goodbye. expect that. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even expect did, did, that. Did he just say that? <laughs> he, I mean, he, didn't even expe- he doesn't even believe what, what he's saying. What, what did this man just say just now? I, I'm, I'm, I'm very intrigued by what you just said. Maurice but, Claret. Shout out to Chris Gamble. Man, throwback. You so, know, so David listen. Boston. <laughs> so listen, for those of you that are listening for the first time, we want you to be a part of this. Just understand we got a community. You can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. You, If you really want to hear every single episode, make sure you subscribe to us on Blog Talk Radio slash Everybody Has an Opinion or on iTunes. Just search Everybody Has an Opinion. Don't miss an episode. We're doing our best here to give you guys real sports on a real level, intellectual. We're breaking it down. We're having fun. At the end of the day, you can become an opinionist and be a part of what we got going on, too. Is, is there anything we want to lock out? Because I know we had a good week. Did you have a good week, bro? I had an amazing week. What about you, Jason? Can't complain at all, you Man, know. So we got to make life. an even better week by, you know, killing this particular. I want to ask a question, though, Chris. Go can ahead. I do that? What's up, man? So this is real sports by real people. Uh-huh. So these real people want to know if it's anybody out there in iTunes land that has any idea what popularity means on your podcast, yeah. <laughs> how that works. Can you break that down Can you us? please tell us because our last show had like a, a hundred popularity or whatever. All the bars were filled. So yeah. please let us know what that means. We, we definitely we're just, uh, we're just edu- curious. educate us. Please. Hit us up on Facebook or, some, or Instagram. Educate us because we don't even know what it Wait, means. Wait, hold on. The, the Apple man doesn't know what that means? Oh. Oh, oh. You really trying to get that to me? Wait, hold on. You know, what, you, know what, you know what? You know what I say to that? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> so, anyway, so we're about to jump into some new stuff. You know, football season's around the corner, and so we got to really highlight a few things. But before we start talking about the NFL and everything that's going on over there, we got to talk a little bit about college. And we happen to live in South Florida. If you don't know anything about South Florida, this area lives and breathes football. And one of those programs happens to be one of the most successful programs in the last 20 years. We got to break it down. We got to talk about the Miami Hurricanes, y'all. And so to kick things off, I'm going to introduce you guys to a gentleman who's been a Hurricane fan since childhood. Since been, D high tall to a bullfrog. I'm talking, man. Crazy, like first grade type what? stuff. <laughs> I don't know what this man just said, <laughs> but it, it sounded funny. But... um. Let me break things down, and I gotta, I gotta give this man a proper introduction because I don't believe in just, you know, when we have opinionists coming here with this much knowledge, I don't feel just, hey, what's your name, blah, blah, blah. We gotta give this man a right introduction. So let's jump right into it.
coming to the microphone. A man that needs no introduction. A man whose hurricane knowledge runs deeper than a Reggie Wayne fade. A man who looks at the good old days as when Vinny Testaferdi was throwing the pigskin. You know what? Even better, a man who's about to, let's see, snap harder than Willis McGahee's, was it knee, ankle, shoulder? His <laughs> In knees. the end zone. <laughs> it was his knee. <laughs> it was his knee? Yes, I think it was Man, none other than, none, none other than, none other than, here's Johnny, the trend center. Yes, sir. Yo, that is one of the best fight songs in college football. First I don't off, care what nobody my, says. My, my co-host out here laughing. Black <laughs> Bruce Buffer. <laughs> Listen, Michael Black, Buffer. Michael Bruce. <laughs> Bruce is his son, though. Hey, don't get it twisted now. Yeah, no, he did UFC. Bruce he did does the UFC. UFC, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he did UFC. He's, he's, he's nasty, but shout out to you, Johnny, man. Go ahead. Go ahead. Lay it on us, because I know you know too much about this. Yo, yo. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys for having me on the show and sharing some of my knowledge and some of my love for Miami Hurricanes football. So uh, we're going to actually go ahead and just briefly recap you guys on last year's season. Uh, last year was Mark Rick's first year as uh, the her- head coach for the Miami Hurricanes. The, the Hurricanes finished the season at, with a 9-4 and four record. Uh, basically, their season went like this. They had uh, four wins, then they had four losses, and then they had five wins to end the season, and which actually include the Russell Athletic Bowl. So um, entering the second season right now um, of the Mark Rick era, um, you know, there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of, a lot of happiness going on right now in Coral Gables because Mark Rick is definitely, and, and staff has been doing a great, phenomenal job since they've been there. Um, First and foremost, one thing I can speak about Mark Rick is um, since he's been there, he's um, well, since he's been there, he's actually gotten us a indoor playing facility that which they're building right now. Okay. That's one that we've been trying to fight for for years because y'all already know how the weather is in South Florida. It's horrible. So uh, we got the indoor playing facility already in way of being um, constructed. So he's well received in the Miami community. Exactly. Okay. And then we also have right now the number two recruiting class in the nation. So Mark Rick is uh, locking yes. these. <laughs> so he's locking in these recruits right now and getting these boys hyped and you know and believing in the program again because that's the number one thing in college football is is, is having a good recruiting class and bringing in top notch talent. So going into the actual season. Um, Right now, we actually have a little quarterback battle going on right now because uh, Brad Kai, who's our quarterback for the last three seasons, has gone to the NFL. He's drafted by the Detroit Lions. Uh-oh. So it, let, me, let me stop you right there real quick. Let me ask you a question. Okay, then. go ahead. So you, how do you feel, you know, if Brad Kai would have stayed one more year? Do you think the Hurricanes would be in a better position now? Or do you feel his draft stock could have been much higher had he stuck around one more year? I definitely feel like his draft stock could have been higher if he stayed one more season. But at the same time, um, and, and also the Hurricanes probably would have been a top 10 team right now if Brad Kaya would have remained. But at the same time, Brad Kaya is a statue behind the line of scrimmage. And Mark Rick, he, he's made it known that he wants a mobile quarterback to run his offense. So, you know, it was time for a change. And right now he has three quarterbacks that's vying for the starting quarterback position right now. We have redshirt junior Malik Razier. We have redshirt sophomore uh, Evan Sherris. And then we have true freshman Nikolsky Perry. 
So to give you guys a brief background about these uh, three quarterbacks, uh, Malik Razier is a, well, he's a football player, but also he has baseball background. He played baseball in high school, also played baseball in college in the beginning years, but now he's only focusing on football. And then you have Evan Sherris, who was actually his high school's valedictorian. So the guy's pretty smart okay. and also has a very good high football IQ. And then you have the wild card of them all, the true freshman, Noski Perry. Now, Noski Perry comes in as a highly touted recruit. He was the number three dual threat quarterback in 2017 recruiting cycle. He broke all of uh, Dante Culpepper. I'm pretty sure you guys heard of uh, that guy. I heard yes, of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was decent. He broke <laughs> all of his records in high school and at, o at uh, Ocala Vanguard and also was Mr. Football 2016 for the 6A uh, classification. So this guy is coming in right now, you know, beast mode. Like, everybody has high expectations for this kid. So me personally... I would. I actually would prefer that Mark Rick actually go ahead and give uh, the, the freshman the keys to offense and let him run the offense and just take your bumps and bruises as as you go along. So that way, when he gets to his sophomore junior year, the man is a stud. Because that's if you look at it, that's what Clemson did with Watson. Watson came in and he didn't start immediately, but like I would say, like the third or fourth game, he was he was the man. So I kind of want the Hurricanes to kind of go that route, but I'm not the head coach. I'm just <laughs> an opinionist. So, Wait, so, so you want you want the Hurricanes to go through a rebuilding? Season? No, no, no. It's not a rebuilding season because we have a top-notch defense that can actually carry us. And then off, on, on top of that, we also have a lot of playmakers on offense. So it's definitely far from a rebuilding season. So. Uh, just to go and, uh, and also talk about the offense a little bit more, uh, we have um, all ACC running back Mark Walton. We have uh, all ACC receiver Amon Richards and all ACC tight end Chris Herndon also coming back. We have an uh, offensive line that's coming back that's fully loaded. Uh, these boys have a lot of experience. Uh, I think we only have one freshman that's actually a projected uh, starter on the offensive line. So the offensive line should be way better than it was last year. And then we also have, like, you know, some other players that you should definitely be on the lookout for. We have receiver Braxton Berrios. We have receiver Lawrence Cager, receiver Travis uh, Homer, and also tied in Michael Irvin Jr., who you guys definitely should be on the lookout for as well. St. Thomas he, Aquinas. Yes, oh, yes sir. Boy. Yes, sir. Another St. Thomas uh, product. And then true freshmen that we have coming in, we have four-star Jeff Thomas, who was highly touted out of St. Louis. We also have another St. Thomas acquaintance, uh, four-star Mike Harley, who is a beast. And then we also have this kid that I want you guys to write down his name, DJ Dallas. Remember this name. The DJ. kid played, yes, yeah. write that down. Okay. He played quarterback in high school, but now Mammy is bringing him in as a receiver slash running backs. And then they may also have some packages for him at the quarterback position as well. You might see a little bit of Wildcat. So remember this name. He's going to be like the Jabril Peppers for the Miami Hurricanes, but only on the offensive side of the ball. Got it, so got it. So remember that name. Mr. All-Purpose. Mr. All-Purpose, exactly. Okay, okay. And then on the defensive side, now this is where I get excited because de defensively, we are stacked. The defensive line is stacked, period. So we have a defensive line that, uh, well, I'm actually going to say defensive front seven. That should be top five in the nation. So we have senior Chad Thomas coming back. 
We also have uh, sophomore Joe Jackson. We got Michael uh, Jackson, daddy. <laughs> we got uh, junior uh, ju- uh, juniors uh, Kendrick Norton, also R. J. McIntosh. Now, one thing that I don't know if you guys are aware of, but last year Mar- Miami started three freshmen as linebackers. And out of those three freshmen, we had two of them that were freshman All-Americans. We have Mike Pinckney and also Shaq Quarterman. Now, the third one, which is Zach McLeod, he's actually better than the two that I actually said. And the reason why he didn't get all the accolades is because he played injured last year. So this year he is fully injured. I actually just came from Miami like a couple of weeks ago for their Paradise Camp and saw this kid myself. The kid is a beast. Stud. So... With this front seven, Miami should be top defense, period, coming into this season. Now, we took a little hit in the secondary. Both our cornerbacks went into the league. Corn Elder is with the Panthers now, and Adrian Colbert is with the 49ers. And then also our, our, our two starting safeties are also in the league. We have uh, Rayshon Jenkins with the Chargers and Jamal Crawford with the Broncos. But... What Miami went ahead and did is instead of going to go get true freshmen or whatever, they went ahead and recruited a different type of way. They went ahead and got Dee Delaney, who's a fresh, uh, who actually was an FCS All-American uh, from the Citadel to come in. Uh, they also got Javante Dean, who was a JUCO transfer. He was a four-star recruit. Also, com- he was actually committed to Alabama for most of the cycle and flipped over to Miami at the end. So now you bring in these two studs. Now, you're talking about Javante Dean running a 4-3. You got Dee Delaney, who is, I'm talking about a stud, a beast. He actually could have went to the draft this year, but they actually advised him if he comes back one more year, he can actually make his grade a little bit higher. Is this a normal thing? Is this a normal thing that my, the Hurricanes do? Because something about that, that recruitment strategy just sounded like the, the longest yard or something like Yo, that. Yo, they, <laughs> like, they, go, they go after. I mean, the thing about it is they know that in the 2018 class, they have some studs coming at DB, okay. and they don't want them to actually sit out that long. So you go after these kids that probably have one or two years of eligibility, and you bring in the 2018 class and you tell them, hey, you can play right away. That's what they're selling to these kids right now. Got That's it, why we it. have the number two recruiting class. So right what do now. you see coming out of this? Do you feel like, you know, the Canes are gonna have like an incredible out of control season? Like they're gonna be they're gonna be back to dominance or is it hey, gonna be just business if, as usual? If you leave it up to me, I'm gonna say twelve and 0, but Oh man, oh, great. <laughs> you're gonna say what? I'm, I'm gonna say twelve and 0. I wish you could see my eyebrows right now. But I have to be <laughs> <laughs> but are we, are we in a, like a, a dance hall party? I don't know, like the, man. The, the I don't know. Cut off? I don't know. But I gotta be a realist, an opinionist. So I'm I'm thinking ten and two, but I'm gonna get into that in a little bit. But um, I mean, right now the way the roster is set up right now is definitely set up for Miami to win right now. So let me let me ask you a question because you keep bringing up the recruiting class and uh-huh. number two. Yes, sir. You guys believe in Mark Ritz, Ritz enough? I think that we do believe in Mark Rick enough. Um, again, like I stated earlier, we got the indoor, the indoor playing facility. We got the number two recruiting class. He's changed the defensive scheme because when we were under Al Golden, we ran a 3-4 defense, which sucked, which, which was basically read and react. Now you're playing a 4-3 defense with Manny Diaz where you just go ahead and react. As soon as that ball is snapped, you go get that quarterback. And actually, if you look at the improvements from Golden to Rick from last year, we finished in the top 10 in defense. We finished in the top 10 in tackles for loss. So them boys are getting after the quarterback. They're, uh, they're getting back to the old way of how Miami played football, which is defense, attacking the quarterback. 
But he had he had top ten recruiting classes when he was with Georgia. True. It didn't amount to anything. So he had some championships over there. I mean, he had two two. Well, he had a few. It didn't amount to anything. Okay, so he had a few SEC East championships. I think he had maybe five, and then he had two SEC overall championships. Uh huh. But that's it. No national titles. You got to remember, like that's kind of. But no, hold on, though. I'm sure. But yeah, it has to because if you. When he was with Georgia, he always ranked probably in the top 10 recruiting class. True, true. And it didn't amount to the national championship. With these programs, especially in the SEC, you know, it's all about winning a national championship. Even with Miami, the fans only want a national championship. They, they want two things every year. They want to beat Florida State, uh-huh. and they want a national championship. That's true. So if neither one of those two are happening, it doesn't matter what kind of recruiting class you bring in. Okay, so, 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 to, so to touch on that real quick, Jason, when, when Mark Rick was in Georgia, the, the, the difference between Mark Rick in Georgia and, and, and Mark Rick in Miami is Mark Rick was recruiting a lot of Georgia kids. I don't care what nobody says. Florida kids, Florida football players are a, a whole different breed, a whole different There's level. to this. Exactly. I mean, uh, like someone quoted, uh, I'm going to say Brandon, a three-star Florida kid, could be a five star anywhere else. The kid, so so Mark Rick, what he when it what he went ahead and did in, in coming into Miami is he focused on Palm Beach, Broward, Dade, and he made that his focal point, and that's where he heavily recruited. In our 2018 class, right now that's sitting at number two, we only have two kids that's outside of Florida. Period. He went and got all these local kids to commit and believe in what he's doing. And we so, need to get back to that. The exactly. Howard Snellenberger well, approach. Exactly. You know, but the guy that made FAU trail. <laughs> but you know what, what's interesting about... That's which, why Lane Kiffin is there, by the way. What's oh, interesting right. about that, though, is it's just a, a revolving door. It's a cycle with the three major schools, with Miami, Florida State, and Florida. Uh-huh. You know, they these kids from South Florida seem to go to whomever's hot at the time. And that's why Florida State's where they're at right now, because they were I fortunate agree. enough to be in a situation that mm-hmm. Florida and Miami went through coaching changes at the same exact time. So these players started to flock a little further north, and they kind of left the U. Because, I mean, if you go back and think, you know, in the early two, 2000s when Miami was dominating, majority of their teams came from this area. I True. mean, except for a few. I think Shockey was from Texas, Texas. or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so I mean, you had a few New players. Jersey, maybe I don't know. Yeah, no, he was, he was from Texas. So I mean, you had you had some players that that were definitely not from South Florida, but I mean, the the mass majority were. So but, I mean, you know. But you know what, Mark? Like I said, Mark Rick has definitely drawn that line for Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade, and he got these kids believing in in you again because all you hear these kids saying is, "I want to bring the you back." So he's definitely been preaching to them like bringing back the you, bringing back that swagger, bringing back that old tradition of UM football. So that's what you hear these kids saying because, yeah, you can go ahead and ride the wave and go to FSU right now, but, I mean, what legacy are you going to build? I mean, UM has a legacy on its own. UM has Hall of Famers and, 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 and stars all over the place. Like, they produce in the league, period. So, I mean, any kid right now that, that uh, is – thinking about going to college and you have an offer from UM, you'd be crazy, in my opinion. And I'm not, and I, I am being biased. I'm being very biased. You'd be crazy to go to another school right now because 
as you can see, Miami's definitely going to be in the national championship hunt, period, in the next couple of years. I don't care what nobody says, they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. Because Mark Rick is recruiting these Florida kids, these South Florida kids, and getting them to believe in Miami again. We're not going to lose out on the Amari Coopers anymore that's going to go to Alabama. We're not going to lose on the Devontae Freemans that's going to go to Florida State. They went up there for a different reason. Him and Dalvin Cook went up there to get them FAMU women. Well, well, whatever. <laughs> but what I'm saying is he's getting like these kids like Mark Pope, who's the number, what, seven recruit in the nation's who, who's from South Ridge. He's getting them to stay. He's getting like a Lorenzo Lingard, who's a five-star recruit right now in Central Florida to come down to Miami. He's getting these kids so like, Jock, go ahead. So I hear, I hear you saying, you know, all these kids are going to get, but let me just fix one thing real quick. Um, okay. Shockey was from Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So... I know he's from the Midwest somewhere. Yeah, I knew he was somewhere <laughs> around there, so he's from Oklahoma. But how many L's does he have to take from Florida State before they get <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So let me, so let's, so, so, so let's end this, so let's, so let's end this Florida State thing right now. Let's dead it right now. Because, I mean, His first, when's the last time, when's the last time Miami beat Florida State? Okay, we lost to Florida State seven years in a row. Okay, I'll, first, I'll be the first to admit it. Is that really but, a true stat? That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it is. It's been a while. But, but what I'm gonna say is though, in Mark Rick's this first year, a rivalry at some point. <laughs> but but that. let me tell you though, in Mark Rick's first year, they only lost to Florida State by one point. We right. lost to Florida State last year by one point, and they had a freshman one. Okay, that's fine. It, that's you, fine. Got, you guys, let Dalvin we had Cook so run all over you. Dalvin, you know what? And I, and it's hard for me to actually say this, but Dalvin Cook is a once in a lifetime type running back that comes into a program and changes things. Uh, and it, 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 it boils me inside because I felt like he should have been at UM, but he went to FSU. And I feel like Dalvin Cook is Them the reason why fine. they are fine because I was there, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, Dalvin Cook went up to Florida State, and he won, for me, he won the last three FSU mm -hmm. games against Miami. That's my opinion. Okay, I'm so, opinion so you so you <laughs> so, so you gave us you gave us the the gist of it. You let us know. I mean, you don't you're not really sticking to that that 12 and 0 though, right? So so I'm happy you said that, Chris. So we <laughs> took the, the preview of the season real quick. So we opened up the season against Bethune Cookman September 2nd. That's a cakewalk. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> wait, just to let you know, his 12 and 0 comment, he has something in his cup. So that's uh, yeah, man, you're sitting hey, on hey, something. That's all. Hey, right. hey, that's don't, okay. Don't worry about what's in the cup right Cookman now. Don't Cookman comments now. Let's, <laughs> let's go easy on my name. So Cookman, no. Cookman is going to be cakewalk. We play against Arkansas State after that. That's going to be cakewalk. And then the third game is Florida State. If, and, and quote me right now, guys, Book I will it. come back on the show. Book if it. Miami beats Florida State in Tallahassee, mark my words, I don't see another team on that schedule that can beat Miami, period. Okay. But I'm going to be a realist right now. It's going to be hard to have. He went from a realist. That's right. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'll, it's going to be hard. Backtrack, no. It's going to be hard for a true freshman to go into Tallahassee in that environment, prime time, in front of the nation. But a true freshman, Francois, came down Hold here. On, uh, 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 Francois. He's he rich, barely. Man. Let me tell you something. Oh, Francois barely you, did it. You, you had like Fran, Hold on. You had like Francois when he had like 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 great numbers against us. He did not. Wait, he he won the game. Oh, Dalvin man. Cook won the game. Do, do you understand? Uh, do you know what I said? About, Dalvin Cook. Listen. Francois did not win that game. Dalvin Cook Wait, won the it, game. Wasn't it like a little swing pass out that Dalvin just, again? Dalvin Cook won that game. 
Not Francois. Because Francois got knocked out the game, actually. John, you don't know what you're getting into, man. This is <laughs> hey, we can get in. He got a Florida shirt on right now, so I know what he wants. Go Gators. He already got, he got a Florida shirt, so I know he's going to come at me. But it's oh, all good, S- though. You. Your time will come. But um, just to end it real quick, so we have, but the, uh, we have again Florida State that third week. So if we can get past Florida State, we got UNC, we got Syracuse, we got UNC, we got Virginia Tech, we got Notre Dame coming Hold in up. Miami. Did you just double up on the UNC? But you know what? I'm glad he doubled <laughs> up on UNC because Miami always struggles against UNC for whatever reason. And we'll, we'll beat them this year. Twice? yes twice because we got to we got to get redemption from last season and then this season so i'm gonna definitely say if Miami can get past florida state third week it's definitely a good chance but at the same time be a realist so i'm gonna go ahead and say 10 and 2 so so they lose to florida state and who else they lose to i don't know yet that, so he said, he said he's sandbagging might, one, you know. Yeah, you know, they, 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 they choke one of them games. It, 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 it could be a stumble towards the end. I don't know yet. Or, or it could be a loss in the ACC championship game itself. Because I see us actually definitely winning the Coastal. Y'all don't play Clemson. Nah, do y'all? we avoided no. Clemson you play this Louis, year. You play Louisville. So we avoided nope. Louisville this year. I so, gotta see what y'all's schedule looking like. So, <laughs> play, all right, so their schedule they got Bethune. Oh, go ahead. There you go. Go ahead. <clears throat> they got Florida State. Uh-huh. Wait, who's that second team? At Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Uh huh. Wow. And it looks like Toledo. Yes, sir. Duke. Yes, sir. Georgia Tech. Syracuse. Uh huh. UNC. Uh huh. Virginia Tech. Notre Dame. Virginia and Pitt. Yes, sir. Is this the schedule for the Washington Huskies? What yeah, kind of yeah, damn yeah, nah, song? Hold on, hold on. Now. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hold with this Charmin. <laughs> Whoa, Charmin. So, you hear, Listen, so, so now you guys hear why he went 12 and 0. Yeah, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. They, they if, if you could look up and beat Florida State, it's possible. <laughs> Damn right. Damn right. Well, you so, know. is Clemson in, in the other conference? Yeah, the they're, the conference? they're on the Atlantic Clemson side. Florida State are both on the same side. Clemson. Yes, so, either way, y'all Florida lose State, to Louisville. One of them. All right, either all right. Way. So. ACC championship game. Y'all shouldn't be allowed into the uh, final four with that that schedule. Why not? We won. Y'all, if we win, if we win out route in a power five, we we got to be. Y'all better win by forty but, points. But Washington, Washington shouldn't have been in the last year with their schedule. Like Penn State or whoever else was in that five or six spot should have been there because. Washington's schedule is so whack, and y'all's schedule is even whacker. So yeah. guess what? We went out. <laughs> we won't have this conversation. We're going to be in there, period. But, Johnny, y'all going to handle business, though? Yes, sir. Well, I want to thank you so much for breaking down this Hurricanes knowledge. We had a preview. We're going to see if his prediction is correct, if he's in the right, you know, Now, we're going to be disrespectful to the other Florida schools. You what should you let mean? that ride. Let what that you ride. Mean? Let what it you ride. What you mean? I'll, I'll chime in in a second. C-A-N-E-S-K. Yes, sir. <laughs> nah, but go ahead. What do you mean we're going to be disrespectful to other Florida schools? I just want to know if we're doing the Florida preview and the, and the Florida State preview, too. Ooh. Absolutely. Unfortunately. The next few weeks, we're going to drop those. <laughs> we're going to drop the other schools. We I might want to do an FAU preview, you know. I think that might be, I think we might close. I want to talk, I wanna talk about what? Lane Kiffin. I actually think y'all should because FAU right now, yo, they got some recruits. And Lane Kiffin? Hey, man. They're gonna be a problem in conference Wait, USA. Are, are we really? Are we serious right now? <laughs> yes, we're dead serious. <laughs> Jason is a jerk. <laughs> dead but, serious. But you know what though? I'm glad Jason's a jerk because this this guy is always on top of his facts, always on top of his stuff. We're actually about to enter one of our favorite segments, and that is just in case. 
You know what, Jason, take it away, because I know we got some good stuff. All right, here we go, guys, just in case. So just in case you missed it this past week, Justin Gatlin beat US, uh, Usain Bolt in the 100-meter dash uh, in the World Championships in London. Boop, 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 boop. So, you know, we, we noticed uh, Bolt is on his, uh, I guess, retirement tour in a sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yo, he beat him, man. That's he, amazing. He but you know what? He actually came in third in wow. that race. Third. So wait, wait, who else beat him? Christian Coleman. He's a 21-year-old kid from Tennessee. He's 5'9". So if you would have seen the race, you would have thought Christian Coleman was going to win the race because he jumped out. Yeah, he did. And he, I promise you this guy had to run a four-flat. He beat him in the semifinals, too. Right, he beat Bolt no. in the semifinals as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah he beat yeah. Bolt in the semifinals. So that's why he had a better lane than Bolt. And, and he's, a, he's U.S. Yeah, you said Tennessee. So, so, yeah. so let me even give you another fun fact with this just in case. John Ross from... Washington Huskies that mm -hmm. just beat Chris uh, Johnson's 40-meter dash mm -hmm. with the 4-2-2. Mm -hmm. Christian Coleman, the same guy I'm talking about, ran a 4-1-2. What? Woo. And he's only 21. Only 21. We need him at Miami. He's the future. <laughs> <laughs> he's the future. So Usain Bolt. 35-year-old. And that was his last Justin race, Justin right? Yeah, that's his last Fast race. Yeah, that, that, was, that was it. That was his last race. So, yeah, he, so he didn't go out with the bang. No, nah, and that's actually the first world championship he's lost, I believe, as well. Yeah, since he's been on top. Since, yeah. Yeah, so. Yo, Justin has been dreaming about this for 12 years, no, 10 years now. He wow. said it at his interview, I've been dreaming about this. On like, and off the drugs. That's some dedication <laughs> on and off the drugs. Yes, sir. But his nutritionist got him right, and we'll be meeting him. Oh, so, okay. We're, oh, okay. You know. Okay. So you got the plug. I got the plug. Hey. All right. Okay. That's what's up. What else we got? <laughs> All right. We also got the Dolphins, unfortunately, signing Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I mean, I feel he is a better quarterback than really? Matt Moore. <laughs> but beyond that, I mean, listen, when, whenever you have the, the first press conference with your quarterback, and one of the things the guy says is that, you know, it's a good thing I'm playing quarterback and I don't have to be in good cardiovascular shape. That should have told you right there. Red maybe, flag. Maybe $10 million <laughs> is a little too much. Wait, 10, ten million plus incentives. No way. Wow. So For he, one year. For wow. one year. For one year. So. Well, Stephen Ross definitely has a lot cut. of money to throw no, away. No disrespect. No disrespect. I don't want to bring Cap into it too much, but I just want to just say one thing. You know it's deep. When they're pulling people out of retirement. Off the couch. He's about to do what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what type of shape are all four of you in? <laughs> man, I'm talking to you too, JB. That's deep, man. Hey. I mean, we can say all we wanted was about his numbers last two seasons, whatever it may be. Well, hey, Cutler wasn't even playing. So, anyways, next. Well, hold on. The Dolphins definitely thank his wife, Kristen Cavallari. Oh, yeah. For that one. Whatever, man. Shout I'm not, out. I'm not Shout thanking her. Yeah. <laughs> me neither. She should have kept him right on the couch. I heard some. I heard a statement that, that kind of resonated with me in regards to the Dolphins. You know, I saw somebody call them the Flawfins. Woo. And uh, I think that wow. was extremely accurate wow, in regards the to the, their, last, uh, their last little situation they just did there. But what else? What, what we got, Jason? All right. We also got Devontae Freeman running back for the Falcons. Getting paid. He is now the highest paid running back in the league with a five-year extension worth $41.25 mil, which includes a $15 million signing bonus, 22 mil guaranteed. Wow. Le'Veon, go get that check, buddy. Le'Veon Bell's rubbing his hands right now. That's no, of what he's course, because now, <laughs> now, now Pittsburgh's going to have to make sure they pay him now exactly. because there's no way Le'Veon can get paid less exactly. than Devontae Freeman when Le'Veon is an all-down, every-down back, and Devontae Freeman is like number what? one, Number one running back in fantasy. Right there. Yeah, he is. All right. I also got Josh Rosen, quarterback of UCLA. 
feels school and football don't mix. He feels players shouldn't have to go to school. Mm. Uh, essentially is what he's saying. Uh, he's trying to, and I quote, trying to do both is like trying to do two full-time jobs. I agree. So, you know, he also made a comment about the SAT standards and, you know, saying what kind of uh, recruits or what kind of team Alabama would have if you raised the SAT. Give them a different test and have different scores. I just think, yeah, he's stupid. I just think that, you know, the guy, that's a, he's a funny guy. It's not his first time making any funny statements or things like that. He's definitely a high recruit. You know, he, he, he's fun to watch, too. I don't know if you guys ever watched him. He's okay. I, I can see him being good. He's yeah. not Sam Darnold. He's he, not Josh Browning, but he's okay. He's yeah. okay in a Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, you know, Pac-12 is whatever. They got mm-hmm. nice uniforms out there. That's it. But, um, <laughs> Shout out to Oregon. But no, I mean, about about that, though, you know, anyone that's been an athlete in high school and, and thought about making that transition to, to the college world, you know, everybody knows that the standards for an athlete are lower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your grade point average and your test scores and things like that, they're not going to look for as high of a score as just a regular student, Joe Blow, trying to get into the school. So, you know, he probably doesn't have the best SAT or GPA when he left out of high school. So, you know, his comment is kind of. Uh, but what does that ha- say? Have you about seen a society? Well, you know what? It, it, it shows how money hungry the NCAA is mm. because they're willing to do whatever to make sure they get money. And then, you know, since we brought up Alabama, I mean, you know, it was a lot of controversy about Nick Saban not suspending his star D lineman for yeah, the DUI. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, it, it's all about the money. You know, he's making sure that he has his best on the field for uh-huh. week Winning one product. against Florida State. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they come back and suspend him for week two when they probably play nobody. Exactly. You know, and it's like, oh, well, after further investigation, we found blah, 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 blah. So we're going to When they already probably had the information beforehand. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when when it comes to, you know, the NCAA and these teams, you know, they they make sure that their money is... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Not these teams. The NCAA in Alabama are like this. But let me tell you, if it was... A Miami kid that did that? Oh, he'd be suspended for like three full games right now. Period. You think so? Miami, Saban, Florida, Saban, Florida State. Saban, Saban you know, is notorious for this stuff. No, Saban and, and let me, anybody will let you guys, anybody that knows college football will tell you guys, Alabama gets away with murder when it comes to the NCAA. But, and that's because the NCAA president, Mike Ermitt, whatever his name is, he's Alabama. an alumni from Alabama. He is. He has ties to Alabama. But a lot of the a lot of the issues that do go on at the schools, it's up to the school and the coach's discretion. Uh huh. So you know the NCAA doesn't really get involved too much when it comes Quote to unquote. suspending <laughs> of players. It depends how severe the situation is. So you know this situation is coming down to the coach and the athletic director not really coming down with the hammer. So you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah, uh, y'all just dropped a whole lot of a lot of knowledge just now. Like while I was listening just now, I didn't even know how the Alabama tied and all that. No, they it, definitely But tied. what does this say about the fabric of our country though? It's how so, it is, man. Exactly. Everything no, it's all about who you know. It's, it is exactly. but the sadder thing about it is we, we rather take in mediocre talent in terms of academics mm-hmm. um for stars in terms of sports rather than the accomplished or the exceptional engineering student, 
the pre-med or the pre-law student that comes from a high school with a 5.0 like it's crazy because that really doesn't bring the revenue into the the building and that's and that's the problem right there and that's that's the reason why that engineering so it's really student, not about it's really not about education and it can't be that's no. that's, that's hypocrisy no no well, no it, it's not it, it's not because if it was they wouldn't be worried about you know the the athlete that is going out there and making money like the UCF, UCF kicker. kicker yeah they wouldn't be worried about that kind of stuff so they they could care less what these kids are studying in school cuz if you ever notice when a college game is on and they highlight two particular kids and they say what their major is it's mm. always something that's bs sociology it, 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 <laughs> you know what i mean and right. not to discredit anyone that has a degree in sociology <laughs> right but you know i, I mean, knew where you were going liberal arts well, yeah. it, it's, something, it's something it's something that's Physical real education. basic and it's like you it know be well, brilliant though but are they really doing. are they really getting the student part of the athlete no, but no, then no. they show the commercials <laughs> like if you're watching a um game yes in the middle of the um game is going to come on like the, the campus and ah come to um coral gables the best part of miami dade and they're going to give you all the hey, uh, hey, hey don't it's talk the, about UM. it's the it's stanford private, of the east it is it's a private institution <laughs> it's going to 25 gonna be, students in the classroom but that's you know <laughs> again you're going to hear me say this a few times the fabric of this country is, is, is a cloak. But but Jason said it earlier, man. It's about the product that you put on a field, and that's all they care about. Listen, they don't Gerard, care about Gerard Carmichael else. said it perfectly. He said that talent trumps morals. Whoa. So, you know, that's mm. why you can see so many. I mean, it, 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 it all depends. Do what you type notice, of talent, though? Do you notice? Time but, about, what just, if I'm a rocket scientist? Is I that, hear what you're saying. What man. type of talent? I hear what you're saying. It but a rocket scientist is bringing But just millions look at who gets that. away with murder exactly. and who doesn't. Look, I mean, let's be real here. Do we know do Kelly Kapowski that's <laughs> getting a 5.0 <laughs> at her high school that's going to be like the, the next tech savvy individual but, in Silicon again, Valley? That, that and USC what, somewhere? Well, you know, what, what, what that what person's sport? doing isn't bringing money back to the exactly. school. Exactly. What sport is Kelly playing? What is what is she doing? What, what? Yeah, she going she gonna create the next Facebook. Nah, yeah, they don't care matter. about that. Because though. that's not gonna How that's about not gonna this? Let me say it's gonna be Tyrone Jackson to do it. Damn that. We smart too. <laughs> <laughs> but again, Lakeisha Williams, where you at, baby? I know you got a five point oh two. You missing it though, because I'm not That's missing not, it. I'm trying but, to get everybody to see what I'm trying to say. But I get what you're trying to say. But at the end of the day, that person isn't coming back bringing money to the school. Exactly. And that's the difference. Not as much because they could be. Well, that means they're going to have to donate. But now you have to look at it from the standpoint that. that oh, that, so now we're going to the alumni thing. We're not even talking not, about why they're there. No, exactly. Not, because that's when that's the only time they're going to be able to give money back. Sure. Well, it's not about giving money. back. What about the revenue they generate while they're there? Like yes, the, the, the 100,000 the people tickets. you put in the stands. Is that what you're talking about? Because now you just brought up sales. something else in my mind. Well, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the athlete that that 100,000 fans come to see. That they buy Reggie that, Bush. They buy that memorabilia. They go to the, stand, the, the stadiums and they're buying food. And they're doing all this, that, and the other. Paying for parking. This yeah, all the, of that. This I is mean, the illest tangent, but honestly. Wrap it up, then. <laughs> <laughs> Why y'all ain't gonna let me talk about uh, Justin K like that? Y'all let me talk Justin K. Well, yeah, but moving on with Justin Case, though. Uh, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, are gonna play in Mexico City this coming season. They're gonna play two games. They're gonna play the Miami Heat and the OKC. Next. Well, why the Brooklyn Nets? Exactly. Uh, you know. I guess they're trying to give Brooklyn a chance. They to thought they were going to have the number one pick. <laughs> 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 you 
They that, thought Markel Fultz was about to uh, be in Mexico City. Wow. That, that Lonzo Ball. They might be testing them in a new market, maybe move them. Since they're terrible in the U.S., they might do better in Mexico. That's crazy. After they just um, open up that new stadium, I hey, mean, a they, new arena. They'll use it for concerts. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Um, last but not least, and I know. Listen, Jason's uh, in rare form today. He is. <laughs> He's savage. Last, last but not least, uh, and I know this is something we're going to get into later, but. For anybody that saw the 50 greatest black athletes list that came out the other day, uh, Tiger Woods was actually left off that list. I mean, I know there were others, but Tiger was. And I know we'll talk about that a little later. So that's what I got for you guys for just in case. All right, all right, that was decent. We got a nice little, who would have thought that the UCLA kid would have got us to talk about all that? Yeah. But um, we're about to open up another, another segment that's a little bit important because football season's around the corner. We feel Man. like it's important for us to kind of give you a little bit of a preview of everything. So, you know, when, when football season's around the corner, we get, even though some of us, like we said, it's bittersweet, but a lot of us get excited because we get to hear this. I mean, there's just something about hearing that music on a Sunday that gets you pumped up. I mean, you, there's nothing you can do about it. So we're going to bring a preview of every division, AFC and NFC. But we're going to start things off, since we're coming from sunny South Florida with our show, we're going to start things off somewhere that's a little bit more familiar because we're starting from the bottom. So wait, hold up. One thing I had to think about when, when we when, before I do this real quick, but before I do this real quick, why did we start from the bottom? I don't know, but... So that's where the best football is played. I guess. So we, we got to start it. from the bottom, man. We got to start from oh, the bottom. Oh, it's an actual... Like, that's a bug. I thought that was like... <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. We good. started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. So we started from the Yay. bottom, man, which means we're going to talk about the AFC and <laughs> NFC South Division. Um, you know, while, while Brandon's over there squashing bugs, we're going to sit here and talk hey, football. Hey, listen, man, because <laughs> there was a lot of bugs to be squashed in the AFC South last year because they were like insects to the rest of the league. Whoa. Whoa. And yeah, so they started from the bottom, you know, geographically speaking, Whoa. and record-wise and talent-wise. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about them. So I guess let's just jump right into it. Let's start off with the Houston Texans. Hey, hey. baby Jordan. Hey, you know, when I look at the Texans, I look Dabble at a team. Sweeney. I look at a team with a lot of <laughs> Engaging ups. in hyper, what is it? Uh, what's the word? I don't know. Engaging in what? When you say something, you overstate something. Hyperbole? There you go. Boom. You already know. <laughs> where's, the, where's the bell sound? I should have had the bell sound on point right there. Boy, I just got a, I just yeah. got a point. I don't All know right. how I lost so, my train of thought. That was, listen, maybe because you was out there squashing bugs, man. So, <laughs> oh. the Houston Texans, yeah, the Houston Texans right now. Jason really wants to say something <laughs> right now. Like, I couldn't right. get that high school word out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. And I didn't mention my SAT scores yeah, during that right? part. I'm oh yeah, I had to, you know. Maybe and you I throw that in there right quick just to say that I was, you, you know, 
I had the highest SAT score on my football team in 2003. <laughs> Shout out to Dela High School. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Shout out to Dela High School. Yeah, man. So when I'm looking at the Texans, the first thing I'm looking at right now is the QB battle, and that's going to be between Tom Savage and Deshaun Watson. A lot of people don't see it as much of a battle, but until Watson learns that Baby playbook, Jordan. until he learns that playbook, we're not seeing him in the O'Brien era. O'Brien don't give a damn about none of that stuff. That's why he had Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallett, Casey Keenum, Brian Hoyer, TJ Yates, Brandon Weedham, I mean, uh, sorry, is it Brandon Weedham and Brock Osweiler. Good Lord, this man has got a lot of quarterbacks. How long has he been the, on the team? Like three, three, three years. years. Coach, Jesus, man. But O'Brien want to save his career, so uh, Watson's going to be on that. But field you know this what? Year. This shows the, the the perseverance of the defense for them to even have made a playoff appearance. True. Now that that defense is beautiful, but you Beast. know who you know. In fact, you know who that's led by, and he's come coming back this season. JJ. Yeah, but that division was weak to begin with, so yeah, insects. Definitely weak. It was easy to make the playoffs from that division. Anyways, man, I know I already know that that this guy right here is like he joined the dark side when he joined. <laughs> <laughs> this man is just mean today, boy. But JJ Watt comes back, that's gonna obviously juice that defense up a little bit. But then when you also look um Clowning. You know, what's up with the receivers? You know, we got you know what's We got Nuke Hopkins, we got Will Fuller's hurt, we got Braxton Miller, Braxton. and then we have a whole bunch of First of all, names you probably won't even be able to pronounce. Braxton, I don't even, I don't even nah, understand nah. why you guys are bringing up Braxton Miller. Braxton, Braxton Miller is trill, bro. He is. Trill trash. No, no, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, give him, like, give him a chance. Give him a chance. Nobody be good. Give him a chance. So nobody's good. If like, DeAndre Bra- Hopkins is good. Will Hopkins Fuller beats. is good, even though he's hurt right now. And I can't believe you guys just went Braxton Miller. Braxton Miller, like, if he never would have got hurt in that JT Barrett and, and Cordell Jones experiment didn't happen. Like Braxton Miller would have won another national championship at OSU. Remember I said that? OSU. <laughs> Boo. Oh my God. Braxton is a beast though. Braxton's a beast. Four three speed oh though, playing quarterback. Go ahead, Jay. Now he's that receiver. He's gonna be like the next uh the guy from Washington that played in Cleveland. That's what Braxton Miller is gonna Terrell be. Terrell Pryor. There you go. Ah. He's not as big. But do you nah. think? But do you think have a thousand yard season this year? The Texans gonna be alright this year, though. Guys. So you know what? I hope you draft him in our fantasy league. <laughs> I, I hope you draft Braxton Miller. And you know what? You if, we to, if we go to if we go to our team deep, I might. You should draft him with your first pick too. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Oh, is that what you gonna say every time somebody says something about a particular play? You gonna try hey, to listen, tie their life? With my the, first with pick fantasy. last year was great. David Johnson is gonna snap this year. But go get into the. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I think, stuff. yeah, I think the Texans are going to be pretty decent. Now, on to another team. I think they got The Indianapolis Colts. You know, eight and eight last year. Okay. With, with Andrew Luck being hurt, you know. So. <laughs> and it's our division, so it's more Again, like, I mean, you're right. Sorry, more like five and 11. Which, you in, know, in a real division. They're going to oh need, gosh. I mean, what's wow. interesting is, though, <laughs> you know, Andrew Luck hasn't thrown a ball, uh, thrown a pass yet, you know, and we're, we're already into preseason, so it's just amazing to see what he'll look like when they do come back. And, you know, they still got T.Y. They're going to need Moncrief and um, Dorsett. Dorsett to really step up and help them. And that line, they need to get better because Frank Gore had a uh, a rough year. He still produced, though. He did. He still had over 1,000 yards. He's Barely over 1,000. He's Frank Gore. That's but he still had over 1,000 yards. People though. disrespect Frank Gore. They do. Yeah, well, what about, what about they laughed when I picked him in that fantasy. Do you think, guys, do you guys think Malik Hooker is going to help? I'm going to take a, a page out of your book, Basura. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you so you think they're going to still be doo-doo no matter what, even with uh, – I mean, he's still a playmaker. They got a playmaking safety. Can we agree? They got Quincy, they got Quincy Wilson from uh, Jason's Florida team. Go Gators. So – 
I actually like Quincy. Proven commodities. You're oh. a proven. <laughs> oh. okay. I, I like Quincy though. Yeah, me too. I like Quincy too. And then you know, I'm four shows in. What have they done? <laughs> oh, that's fine. I forgot you had the highest SAT score on your football team. There he goes. Back in what? All right, all right. So, 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 so on to another team. You know, another South. You know, another Florida team. The Jags. Jackson. Hey, don't sleep on the Jags. Don't sleep on the don't Jags. Wake up. Don't sleep on the them. Jags, the Jags were three and thirteen last year. I'll give them five wins this year. I give them. Eight wins. This I, give, year. I give. I give. Leonard Fournette's going to get them two wins this year. Two more I, I than mean, they had last year. I mean, I think without the offensive line being, I think the offensive line's a big like question mark. Right it there. is. I mean, they definitely have talent. I mean, they have players. You know, you still got Allen Hearns, Allen Robinson, Rashard Green. Like I said, you got Marquise Lee. Don't don't disrespect him. Though. Yeah, you got Marquise Lee, and then I mean, you have some studs on the defensive end. On paper, the Jags honestly look like the best Ramsey. team. The Jags, Jags look like the best team in that Campbell. division on paper. Telvin Smith even got a guy named Puzlusky or whatever, how you pronounce it. That sounds like a football a player he's a, from yo, the 60s. Yes. He should have been playing with Chuck Bignerich. Yes. And, and goddamn Ray Nitschke. Yes. <laughs> and, and Big Mitchum. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what, what about Leonard Fournette? No, nah, I mean, he's a stud. You know, I mean, he, he was killing it. Hey, listen, LSU. I just want to say this real quick. Please, oh, uh, I, please, I, I really have to say this because I don't heard that damn word too many times tonight. <laughs> what? None of us are dog breeders. I don't want to hear the word stud for two shows. <laughs> <laughs> no more using the word stud. Okay. That guy was a beast. <laughs> okay. 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 Better? Give me something that else. Guy, that guy was a beast. Thank you. Explain these guys some new. Some new I just don't like calling a man. He's a stud. <laughs> oh no, bro. Only, only Brandon. Pause. Only Brandon. But I'm, like I said, I'm gonna go out there and say, on paper, the Jags on paper look like the best team in the AFC South. Not on with, paper. Not with not with Blake. Blake. You know, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. So my thing with the Jags is, I think bringing in Tom Coughlin from the Giants. And putting him in the front office is changing the environment. Now they're basically gonna have someone that's gonna, you know, basically change the culture. Yeah, and he bring was the first a, coach. Exactly, and bring like a winning culture instead of just being nah, the losers. The, he was the first coach. Absolutely, yeah, and he yep. he actually he destroyed the Miami Dolphins and ended uh, Miami Dolphins' career. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah he, he played Jimmy Johnson that year and he, beat him. That was Marino's last Yeah, yeah last 62 game. to 7 or something like yeah. that. And that was a playoff game. Yeah. I may be exaggerating, but I may not be. No, I think the score was something ridiculous. It like was that. ridiculous. It I definitely it was. was ridiculous. And I think they went to the AFC Championship as like yeah, they, they did. did. Their second year, actually. They went to the AFC Championship game with Coffee. So, yeah, you know, I'm a, I'm this start, information is I'm a, vast. I'm going to start calling this man Poor Freeney's Almanac. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tom Coughlin is a pretty so I like old that guy. Yes. He brings, a winning, he brings a winning culture. He won two championships with the Giants. He comes to this Jags team. And he yeah, he makes less more. Because the Jags weren't that. They weren't 62-7 to seven to see. Marino. Yeah, let's see what happens. And and they shouldn't have man, I can't say they shouldn't have beat the Patriots. They did and I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. And then last but not least, the Tennessee Titans. Adore. Really? I like uh yes, yeah, Adore really. listen, Adore Jackson um from beast. from USC is gonna he has that Charles Woodson yes. to him. Playmaker ability. Yeah, and okay. I, period. And then I think uh the flying Hawaiian 
<laughs> takes another step in the so, right direction. So, so you don't think that there's competition though in the secondary? I mean, we got Ryan, like you said, you said uh, what? John, how do you say his name? Jonathan Cyprian. 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 Yeah, Cyprian. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. It, it may be some. It may be some competition, but at the end of the day, I don't think their defense is going to be what makes them them. I think Corey Davis. Yeah. Tajay Sharp. Yeah. Beast. Um, nah, you, you saying the right name. Riscard, or how do you pronounce his name? It's spelled with an S. Is it? Which one? Uh, Matthews. They used to play for the Dolphins. Uh, Richard Matthews. Richard yeah, Matthews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they just spell it funny. You know, we like to be creative. <laughs> Shout out to that. <laughs> but I'll tell you okay, what, though. They're going to have to. How healthy, how healthy is Super Mario? He needs to be healthy for them to win. I period. mean, he's, he's Samoan. He'll be all right. He'll yeah. be fine. And I mean, you know, as long as. DeMarco Murray could put up the numbers he put up last year. I mean, the man rushed for 1,287 yards and nine TDs. So if he could do that again. And his backup's a beast, too. Yeah, so, I mean, if he could do that again next year with uh, Mariota, with the weapons he has around him. Don't forget Delaney Walker. Tennessee might make some noise. Now, we said it in the beginning. A few clanks. Do do you you guys feel like this is might be the... The least talented division. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, hold on, before I make that assessment. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it might be. But who who takes it though? Uh, I feel I feel Tennessee is actually going to take this division. Okay, what about you, Brandon? NFC North is the weakest division. The only good team there is the Packers. L- listen, listen. So you, you uh, counting okay. out Detroit? You know, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll division. get into that. We'll yeah, that's another that. thing. But yeah, maybe but I just said that because I just didn't want the AFC South to be. <laughs> I mean, we, we, we going to touch on There's a Florida team in there. There's some bias going on here. Yeah, Uh-oh. I get it. I get it. It's the Jags. What though. do you think? What do you think takes That's fine. I think, My uh, sister lives in I think Jacksonville actually <laughs> surprises people and, uh, and uh, makes some noise. All right. What about you, Brandon? So wait, wait. You think Jacksonville's going to win the division? That's what you think, Jack? I, I, I'm going Jacksonville. Man, the show's everybody has an opinion. John, I have my opinion. The Jags. Oh, I'm going with uh, Dabo Sweeney and uh, Baby Jordan. I'm Dabo going with Sweeney. Yeah, and so Baby we're Jordan. With, we're going with Clemson. <laughs> yeah, I'm going yeah, with what he said too. about his quarterback. Me too. I'm, me too. I'm going with Houston. I'm going yeah. with Houston as well. I like Houston, but I like Jacksonville with the so, upset. So you like Blake Borders over Baby Jordan? I like Leonard Fournette and that defense over Watson. I mean, we'll see. We'll you, see. Watson snapped tonight, by the way. I just want everybody to know. He did. Like, he snapped, like, the, the kneecap on. McGay. It yeah. was the first preseason game with nobody playing. I just want y'all to know, just like how y'all had this summer league what is, what thing. Jason, what, do you need a Snickers? No, listen, you know, him and Scott, <laughs> him and Scott were having a, this, this, this fit about, you know, preseason and summer league not meaning anything. We have to remember people have to transition. And from a transition, you kind of get to see an indication of if somebody can play. Not when they're playing against people that probably won't even be on the team. The same thing with Summer League. Let me ask you a question. Did Dak Prescott not look good? Let me say it again because I didn't say his name. Did Dak Prescott <laughs> look good in preseason last year? He did. Hall of Fame, like, to some degree, oh, like, in the preseason. Can we move to the yeah, NFC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to say. So if, if, if Deshaun Watson looks good, it's going to be the same thing. Okay. All right. Cool, cool. So now we're going to jump into the NFC. We have precedent. We're going to jump into Prescott. Okay. Oh okay. We're going to jump into the <laughs> NFC South. Yes, which, sir. Which, personally, I feel like is the most disrespected 
division because they're loaded with talent. But I, whoa, whoa, hold on. Let me stop. Let's go Why Bucks. Disrespected? By whom? Well, just because I feel like a lot of people don't, you know, they, they sleep on it. When we talk about the NFC, let's be honest. A lot of people put more attention to the NFC East and, and even the NFC West NFC over, West, yep. over, you know, the NFC South. But they should. They shouldn't, what but do they mean, do. No, no, they should. Why? They, they should? Why should? First and foremost, let me let me let me just give everybody a quick geographical lesson here. Here we go. Break it down. East sir. Coast bias is real. Yes, of course. It is. So now you got the nation's capital. Mm -hmm. We got your favorite team, which is trash in Philadelphia. Shut up. They they might take that division. I can't wait for it. So hold on. So now you're talking crazy. Boy, you're talking crazy. Don't get me upset. Don't get me upset. So now you got, okay, so now you got the city of brotherly love. You have the nation's capital. We're talking about major media markets. You Uh got America's team. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then who else do you have in that division? We talking about the, that's it. Washington, the New York. You there you go. I just wanted I just wanted somebody else to say New York. So I, I'm saying they don't get the respect because East Coast bias is real, mm-hmm. and every single city I just mentioned is a very very major market and has very huge fan base. Listen, bases. I get that. I understand everything so, you're saying, but we we here on this show we keep it 100, right? And those teams are pretty good, by the way. The best quarterbacks are in the good. NFC South. They are good, but we about to talk about some good teams right now too, aren't we? Best quarterbacks in let's the ju- NFC South. Let's just jump into Fair it. Enough. Let's just jump into it. <laughs> First team we want to talk about are the Super Bowl runner-ups. The Atlanta Falcons, you know, right out the gate, you know, we're looking at Matt Ryan. We're looking at, you know, th- these guys are these guys are coming back for. Who's blood. the best quarterback in this division? We are gonna figure that out after we talk about all the teams. How about James that? Winston. No problem, sir. So I apologize. <laughs> this is butthurt about that Philadelphia. Comment. Listen, man, you said, <laughs> he, was talking, yeah. he was talking at you, you know. Anyways, so um. So when we talk about this, what do you see? Do you see? Do you think they're going to have the Super Bowl runner-up hangover? Do you think they're going to come back harder, come back stronger? Uh, what What's the, the key of concern? What's the concern for this team, if there is any? Because we know offensively, with Matt Ryan, Julio's still there, you know, Freeman's still there, you know, there's not much to worry about. But what about everything else? I mean, defensively, they're going to have to step their game up. You know, they, they ranked 27th in points against last year. So, you know, defense was an issue. And if they want to compete again for a Super Bowl, they're definitely going to have to step their defense up because the rest of the league, or at least the rest of their division, has improved. Big time. So, you know, they're not going to be able to just outscore some of these teams anymore. And, you know, they just got to really step up that defense. I trust Dan Quinn. Do you guys think that having uh, Desmond Trufant back is going to help them a lot? I think that their defense is on the brink or on the cusp of becoming the new version of the Seattle Seahawks with Dan mm, Quinn, wow. his attacking defense. And what big they did, big listen to me. What I'm trying to say is what they did in the playoffs for the first 11 quarters was impressive. So they dominated the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, pretty good quarterback. Yeah. They dominated the Green Bay Packers. Dominated them. Uh, our best, best quarterback. Quarterback in the league, by far, talent-wise. <laughs> um, and then the GOAT was dominated for three quarters. So I think that the hangover may come, but I don't think the defense is going to be the issue. If it's an issue, it'll be the entire team. I think that defense is younger than the offense, and I think Dan Quinn's focus will be on making that defense – in the liking of the old 2013 Seahawks. 
Dope, dope. So you guys also realize that they bring in a new offensive coordinator as well because Kyle Shanahan has moved on. And that's San great. Kyle Shanahan lost and, in the Super Bowl. And they brought in uh, the ki- uh, the the guy wow. from uh, Alabama. I forgot his name. He also got them in the Super Bowl, but I mean, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we're having a LeBron James argument. <laughs> got him there. <laughs> they still lost. I'm just, oh, I'm just saying, guy, they man. just gave this guy all the money in the world. See, this is the craziness. <laughs> They just gave this guy all the money in the world, and all they had to do was run him two times in the fourth quarter, and the game would have been over. Mm. Steve Garcia. Steve Gar- you act Steve's like I'm, on, I'm not on your side. That, no, that, I'm, that, I'm that, just that. talking out loud. Yeah, that was I'm just, crazy. I'm that just saying, like, after Julio made that catch, like, how do you not give Tom Brady, like, his third loss by a great catch in the Super Bowl? Like, you got the Manningham catch. You got yep. the Tyree catch. Yep. You almost had the curse catch. With, yes. with Seattle. Yes, yes. So it's almost like every time he's about to lose or he's going to lose, a great catch happens, an all-time great catch. And he just didn't give Julio that opportunity Dang. because they didn't give the highest-paid running back in the league at this point the ball. Man. So we got Atlanta locked down. But you know what? John, tell us a little bit about Tampa Bay. The Bucks, Man, listen, the Bucks bring back Jameis Winston. We bring back Doug Martin. We have – you have was Evans Doug Martin on, on one side. Is that what his problem nah, was? No, no, hey, 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 hey. I'm just hey, asking. Hey. I don't know what his issue was. Calm down, buddy. <laughs> was it performance Calm enhancing down, drugs? It was, was it weed? Stay off the weed. I think like, it was a little Steven bit of an alcohol issue, but um, he's back. He's, okay. he's went to therapy. He's back. You got Evans on one side. You bring in Deshaun Jackson. Does that matter? You bring in O.J. Howard. Does that matter? <laughs> does I mean, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson is definitely going to stretch the field for Winston, but again, as long as his contacts aren't in, he's never going to see him. Oh, this guy, man. come on, man. Shout out, shout out to, to, to hey. Jay Vader over there. <laughs> he, he, he won a, unfortunately, he won a national championship without them contacts. So. He squinted the whole way. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, the NFL. So. I actually watched him at Barton G's beat Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> you ever been to Barton G's? Anybody here? South uh, Beach? Yeah. Like, do they sell crab legs? Mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to keep that man out of a public. Oh man! Oh, the most man. expensive food with the best presentation ever. Oh man, you guys but, are but, ruthless. But, you know, I think I think the most exciting thing that's going to come out of Tampa Bay right now is going to be OJ Howard. Definitely, it's be so cool to see what he does. Definitely. You really think OJ Howard is Yo, good? He, yes, I, I think he's going to be good. I'm yes. excited. No, like, I think, did y'all I think, think he was good at Alabama? Like, it's not he that. was a diff- it's the situation. He, it's well, hold the situation on. He's the, 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 the national championship that they won two years ago, he was the difference maker in that game. If you go back and watch that game, OJ Howard scored two touchdowns that game. He was the difference maker. Clemson was not prepared Brent, Brent, for O.J. Howard. is in right now. Exactly. No, no, but th- and that's what I'm about to say. I like Evan Ingram more than I like him. That's so that's cool. what I'm asking. Yeah. I like David Njoku, but I'm biased. Right, right. I like, I'm so, biased. That's what, so I'm really asking you, a serious question. Is, o, is O.J. Howard, like, really as good? He's good because he's a difference maker. He, he can catch yeah. the ball and he can stretch the field. He can run. He's definitely going to fill end. that void that they didn't have in tight end. So, I mean, you know, it just gives them another weapon Austin, Austin Safarian but Jenkins you know was okay. They're, they're definitely, Cameron oh Brait was all right. All right. So <laughs> I actually like Brait better. They're, they're definitely going to have to work on their run game, though, because, I mean, they were just subpar in the run game last so, year. Uh, they were, but, you know, you Martin were missing, du- you were missing, you were missing Doug Martin for most of the season. I mean, he were, comes they, back. They and were 24th in rushing. True. I mean, they, only, they barely averaged over 100 yards, 101. True. Average. But you bring back Doug. You, bring, you draft another rookie from Boise State. I forgot his name off the top he's, of my head. He's not going to be Doug or Ajayi because both I, of them came from Boise State, I didn't State, by say the way. he was going to be Doug, but what I'm saying is you bring back Doug and you also give him some help. Well, and don't then you again, have Sims there? 
Yes, you do have Sims there from West Virginia. Yes. But at the end of the day, the Bucks are a much better team than hey, last season. And hey, they bring back Tampa a defense Bay. that's the actually started as well. They have Hargrave in the secondary. They have Brent Grimes in the secondary. No they Man, have you know what? You got, you got no Brent Grimes and his old self and his, <laughs> his crazy-ass wife. <laughs> You, you got Jared McCoy still anchoring the defensive line. Like you got this, Noah Spence. Noah Spence, exactly. So hold I on, mean, you not you haven't even said the best player on the team. You, if you're a Bucks fan, if you don't tell, if you don't say this guy's name, you're not a real Bucks fan. What? You're talking, the, about, you're talking about uh, um, uh, Devontae, the linebacker. Nah, nope. He's talking about Evans. Nope. No. The best player on the team is Jameis Winston. The best player on three. the team. Don't say the kicker. <laughs> I ain't talking about Gramatica from back in the day. No, it's a, a guy yeah, who was their you, kicker you, you now. You don't have to educate me. Who's the best player? Who's the team? best player? Jerome McCoy. I did say McCoy. I said say, McCoy is anchoring the defensive McCoy. line. Did he? Pay attention. Dang, I did say, I did say oh, wait, McCoy. You didn't have to focus with that weight. You know what? Top SAT <laughs> score in 2003. Is that? Oh, man. My bad. My bad. I definitely, My bad. I definitely said McCoy is anchoring right, the I'm defensive gone. line. <laughs> so the Bucks are definitely stacked and definitely a team to watch out for the NFC South. They are my pick coming out of the NFC South, and I am biased. Nah, man. That's actually a good pick, though. Now we got the Carolina Panthers. So um, we already know what Cam's about. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm excited. Really? Do we know? <laughs> Do we? <laughs> Do we? <laughs> that was last week. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh you guys are jerks, man. What's oh, going on in this? No, okay, okay, Not so me. so shout out to Cam. So um the the guy I'm looking at right now is obviously gonna be Christian McCaffrey. The I like Reggie Bush, man. I wanna see what he's gonna do. You know, him, I wanna see Curtis Samuel. I I you know the, the Panthers defense is ridiculous. It was ridiculous. It was. I think it's still going to be good. You was. Still, you don't think it's still it was trash last year. Yeah, they were 26 last year. Yeah, Josh Norman was a bigger deal than they thought he was. Yes, true indeed. True statement. He's not as good as he think he is, but, but he's better than the they thought but he they're was. they're strong up the middle, though. Yeah, Keekly, uh, Kayvon Short, and, and, Davis. and Davis. Yeah, they're, they're good there. They brought back Julius Peppers. He's like 45, And then they also brought back, you know, um, I forgot his name. 90, uh, maybe. <laughs> he's so silly. <laughs> Man. Hey, believe me, Peppers is still a beast, man. He still was producing at Green Bay at his age, man. Absolutely. So you go to, to Green Bay, back, you produce just because you put on the jersey. Oh, my oh God. here we go. Here we go. We're not talking <laughs> NFC North today. But um, you bring back Peppers and you bring back, um, I forgot his name. He has a weird name, but he comes back to the, um, the Panthers. I forgot his name. He was a DB, though. So Captain Munnerlin. There you go. Really? Captain Munnerlin. Yeah, that's, that's what they bring <laughs> yeah, back. Whatever. There you go. That's actually <laughs> what they brought that, back. Look at that almanac skill coming <laughs> yeah. in. That's the best AT So score. they brought back Captain thank you. and Julius. Oh, thank you. So I think they, they, they have a decent defense. I still think that the Bucks do better. But well, you know what? I'm going to tell you this. <clears throat> for, for the Panthers to actually do something a little better than they did last year. I mean, last year they went 6-10. and 10. Cam Newton's going to definitely have to, I feel, do a little bit more with his arm. You know, he's going to need Kev, um, Kelvin Benjamin to have he's definitely have to, to have that, that, have to flick that wrist a little bit more, huh? breakout year. I heard Devin Funches is snapping right now. He's really doing good. I mean, they need him. I mean, they can't rely solely on Benjamin and Olsen. So, you know, they need that next receiver to do something. And then, you know, you got... McCaffrey, who's going to be all over the field. I mean, they're going to use him wherever they need to. So, I mean, you know, they're, they're going to have the offensive power to really 
get things going and you know hopefully get them from six and ten to probably eight and eight this year there you go eight and eight i think greg olsen's nickname should be greg old faithful olsen yeah He's he's, he, he's reliable. He's like he's like a he's like a BJ's version of of uh, Jason Whitney. But you know you know what's crazy though if you if you really think <laughs> back though, you know wow. the, he's wholesale. You know no brand no brand no nothing. It's just like you yeah. know, the you the, but he went to the U though. Exactly. The U, the U I was just tied in you tight ends to come out tight in you. You talking about you have him? You had Shockey, Bubba Franks, Bubba yeah, Franks, Franks. Jam- Graham. Um, oh, you can't forget Jimmy Graham, right? Graham. I had somebody on the tip of my tongue, too. Kellen Winslow. Kellen Winslow. That's, yeah. what I was, that's what I was talking about as well. You know? Yeah. Wow. I can't help but think about him because my old lady the, loves him. Like, the, the, I be wanting to be like. The next great lucky, one is Joku. Yeah, I think he's going to be a, a And Joku's going to be a beast. Like, he's going to be real good. Okay. And then last but not least, we got who that? The New Orleans Saints. Who that? Um, who? You know, <laughs> that's what a lot of people say right now. But they're not going to say that. Stop disrespecting Adrian Peterson. Yeah, we're not. We're not. He's going to resurrect his career there. I Hopefully, am. if that line doesn't get him killed. Resurrect? When did he die? I mean, Last year. Listen, you, you, when you're on injury reserve every year, you're, you're bang, dead. Bang. You're kind of dead. <laughs> this is the yeah. first game of the season. Gone. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're He messed dead. up my fantasy, man. I had him, and I was so excited, and boom done. But you think this year he's going to come out and do what he does? He's the bionic man. He's not afraid to not against back the, out there. Not against this NFC South defense. Why are we acting like this the 85 Bears in a 2002 Bucks and yeah, nah. Denver from like two years ago. This is AP, man. He doesn't care about ordinary humans. Yeah. This is an older AP who's in his 30s going yeah, against this. younger defenses that can actually run and and And, and guess get what he's going to get for the first time in his life? What? A front seven, not a yeah. front eight. Yeah. A front seven? Yeah. yeah, not a front eight. They're not gonna be stacked in the box. The they box. can't. Oh, okay. you got, thought... Yeah, you got okay. Drew Brees. You okay. know what I'm saying? So you're gonna I mean, have to soften the, it up. The only thing that I see going for Adrian Peterson is having Mark Ingram. Mark spelling Ingram. Him. Exactly. That's the there. only thing. Thank you, Brandon. The only? That's the only thing I see going for him because Did you because see what he, he did after a... he tore up his ACL? Did you see what he did? But how many years ago that was? Like two. No. Two or three. What, what do you guys no. think about Michael Thomas and Sneed and all them? Are they Sneed gonna needs to change his hair color. Sneed is definitely going to have to have He needs to cut his hair and change his hair color. That's what Sneed needs to do. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, since they lost Brandon Cook, Sneed's going to have to be that man that's really going to have to step up and, and Big time. do, you know, a brunt of the work and hopefully everyone else. Who are the rest of their receivers? Anybody now? Yeah, um, I know you got Michael Thomas. Michael you got, Thomas. You, you got have, Sneed. Um, and who else? Because I know you had Cooks before. Is that's Colston that. still alive? I'm uh, sorry, that's so Mark, wrong. Yeah, that, still, was, that was deep. That was, he, that was rough. <laughs> is he still on the team? I mean, is he like active? Was the word I wanted to use? Not, that was the wrong A word. I get. <laughs> Man, but nah, I hear you. So, so okay, we nobody's gonna answer the question though. No, I, I can't answer I that question. You gotta Google it. I don't I believe. I don't believe. Um, Colson is still on the team. I think they let him go last year. We got to Google yeah. it. I'm Googling right now. Can we get their depth chart? Right now. Can we get their depth chart, please? Yeah, we can look that up. Right now, though, the best defender on. Defender? Okay, we'll get yeah, there two seconds for uh, receivers. Is, uh, is uh, Cameron Jordan. <laughs> He's the best defender on that team right Jonathan now. Jonathan Vilma doesn't play for them anymore? I mean. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get these you shout outs. They, oh they need God. more than Cameron Jordan. <laughs> hey, don't forget about Brandon Coleman. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple guys there. I mean, don't forget about him. When did we remember him? <laughs> wow, there it is. <laughs> oh, I swear, I'm just gonna throw snickers at all there of y'all, like, like just ugh, hungry. Why wait? 
Um, at the end of the day, guys. All right, so like, okay, give uh, name another name on the defense, they, please. They, they got Ted Sh- Ginn. Sheldon Rankins. Ted Ginn went to the Saints. Oh, I can't believe you even came out your mouth to say that. <laughs> what, oh, Ted Ginn? That's news. Yeah, yeah, he's at the Saints. Can, can, I, the Saints. Can, I, can, I, can I borrow your tablet for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I just need Ted, to see these names Ted, to see if any of them are recognizable. Ted Ginn will probably take a punt return. Or is this a practice squad or are these real players? So I take it that you that's don't think the players. Saints are going to win the NFC South. Nah, buddy. <laughs> I think nah. AP and Drew Brees can, can do it alone because <laughs> they're going to have to with these names I'm looking at. They got Tommy Lee Lewis, too. Hey, that's disrespectful that they're going to give – Reggie Bush's number to a guy named Raphael Bush that plays safety. <laughs> He's number 25. Who's this guy? Man. Oh, man. I don't know any of these guys. Listen, I don't too, guys, They got their practice squad. This is, this, is, this is great, actually. The practice squad guys are getting some shine because this has to be their roster right now that I'm looking at right <laughs> this now. This is their roster, bro. I'm looking at it, too, and it's horrible. Yo, he went so far to say Ted Ginn. That was like you guys saying Braxton Miller. Bro. Wow. But, bro, when you don't have any receivers – that and that's the only name that we can call. They only have other than Sneed, Ted Ginn. That's it. Whatever, guys. Oh boy. So who's winning? Hey, the, who's winning the NFC? If Not Tom the Brady can throw the no name receiver, so can Drew Brees. Uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, who's it, who's winning the NFC South? Bucks. You know, we, got, we got the Bucks. Dirty Birds. I'll Bucks. say I'll say it's going to be a toss up between the Bucks and the Falcons and. The winner of the division is going to whoever owns a tiebreaker between the Bucks. Two. I'm going with Atlanta, and, uh, you know, the reason I'm going with Atlanta is real simple. I, I watch Oh, it. man, they I, really not going to win. They best play <laughs> defense is the catfish guy. <laughs> <laughs> man, Ty Tail plays for the Saints now. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's a starting middle linebacker. Wow. Man, yeah, that is deep. So, I mean, I'm, I'm picking I'm picking the Falcons simply because and when I watch when I watch that Gatorade commercial, you know, I saw the fire in Matt Ryan's eyes and then uh, did you? And it just it just kind of where was it in the third and fourth quarter of the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know, he lost it. That's why, but that's where the fire came from. That's where the fire stemmed from. Now I'm just playing. But Matt no. Ryan's gonna have a terrible season. This He'll year. lose it in the midseason. You guys think mid-season. so? You guys think he's gonna? Do I think that? Matt Ryan just had like one of those Rich Gannon seasons. Like you oh. just gonna. <laughs> He just came out of the blue and just had a great Whoa. year. Dang. Like, Matt Ryan has been in the league now years. nine, ten years maybe. He's always been in the conversation, though, bro. Don't what conversation? No, he he's always, yes, he has. No, he has which has conversation? His, yo, he's always had second tier. Second tier? He's always had a lot of passing yards, always had, had decent. But what problems. conversation are you talking about? Because yards don't mean anything. I just want to know what conversation you're talking I agree about. With Brandon, he's still stuck I'm in that second he's tier. He's always been in the conversation. Which of, one? Of a, of a <laughs> just rising, get to that. <laughs> rising superstar quarterback. Rising, rising superstar Exactly. Still rising. Still rising. Some bad bread. There's <laughs> no yeast in that bread. It's still right. Whoa. Y'all, y'all really hating on the man, dog. That's no, crazy. I'm just, I just want, he's like in that, I guess he's in that Joe Flacco mold. That Car- like. Second, second that's tier. Like, that's second like the tier. Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia Eagles still still trying to rise. Still rising. Wow. First off, yo, I'm going to need you to stop talking about the Eagles. Like they, don't, they don't be winning the NFC all the time, too, though. Whoa. He, he's just having Donovan McNabb flashback. And it is what it is. <laughs> you, know, you know, that's funny that you try to talk about my team. Wait till we get to that day so I show you how they're going to take that division, too. Okay. Anyways, they better. 
I hope so. They're going to take an L like LeBron. Whoa. Oh, wow, bro. If you guys seen that promo. <laughs> Who do you like? Whoa. Let me go shit on their doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Hey, we, we signed Jay Cutler, so we already did it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, you know what? That does it for the first week of the preview, guys. You know, you know we, we definitely had some interesting opinions. And we're gonna go grab ourselves some Snickers and jump into the next, the last topic of the day. Yeah, there. Man, so speaking of the last topic of the day, man, I, I don't even know where to really kind of start with this because it just blew my mind when I got to see this. And that was, um, there, was a, there was a list that came out this week and it was the top 50 black athletes, you know, ever. Ever. And um, the list is crazy. This, I mean, there's some people like number one was Michael Jordan. You know, we, we had Muhammad Ali on there. You know, you got Hank Aaron, Jerry Rice, LeBron James, Steph Curry, Bo Jackson, Sugar Ray Leonard. You got all types of names. Tim Duncan. Huh. But the big fundamental. There's a lot of names missing from this, and the criteria was interesting. It was dominance, impact on society, inspiration. What do y'all feel about this? This top 50 list. Well, Tim Duncan should definitely not be number 50. Okay. That's the first thing. And Michael Jordan should not be number one, in my opinion. I mean, Brandon. <laughs> um, what was Okay, okay, okay. Well let me let me come in and be Batman real quick. So check it out. This list is terrible. <laughs> okay. Trash. Thank you for the expert analysis. <laughs> so profound. Good, good job, Magic Johnson. <laughs> Right. Oh, that was like a real. Hey, that's not even a low boat. That was a punch in the nuts. That, wow. That's what that was. If you really understood the implication of him calling me match, that's the inside <laughs> joke, by the way. But anyway, so so I'm just gonna go and check out the list uh, from this perspective, which is there are many snubs and there are many people that shouldn't be on the list. And then I'll let you guys take it away. So first and foremost, the worst pick of the list to me is Herschel Walker. Ugh. Herschel Walker was a great all-time great. Georgia Bulldog, you know, and he had his own, you know, nice workout thing. He made people forget about, you know, basically having to pick up any weights. He felt like your own body weight would be the best way for you to go. And I don't think that's enough to be on an all-time black athlete list. So first and foremost, that was the most egregious error Mm -hmm. on the list. Secondly, I'm going to have to go with Let's see here. We got Gabby Douglas. I'm sorry, women. Don't think I'm, you know, not with the feminist movement. I understand she was first with the gold and being black and all that. But to be ninth on a list like this with so much historical context, I just don't think she did enough. Who else we got on here? We got Curry. Curry shouldn't be that high. He shouldn't be on here to begin with at all, period. He's not, he's not, you know, the, the crazy thing about this? He's not even the best player on his own basketball team right now, and he's on the top 50 list. Right? Yeah. That's insane to me. And so the biggest snubs, I'll get into those, Floyd Mayweather, by far the biggest snub. He's almost a billion-dollar boxer. Undefeated. Undefeated, never lost a fight. One of the greatest defensive fighters of all time. Set up his own promotion company. Right. So now that's, that's inspirational. Yeah. His dominance is there. He 
That's in terms of small fighters, let's say middleweight and below, mm-hmm. the conversation is him and Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah. And That's so, the conversation. And, and so Sugar Ray is 24, yeah. but Sugar Ray did not have his own promotional company. Mm-hmm. Sugar Ray, I wouldn't say he wasn't inspirational, but I don't think he's had the impact that Floyd's had on the sport. So I'll let you guys take it away because I know I can get long-winded, <laughs> and I would really go off on this list, but, you know, it's getting late. So on your, <laughs> on your list real quick, you, you mentioned Herschel Walker. Now, he actually was a great contributed to America's team because without Herschel Walker, we would right. have no Emmett Smith or Michael Irvin with uh, those trade Dan picks. Dan <laughs> So, he actually belongs on that list at oh, number 50. Man. <laughs> at number, okay, so he's the last number one 50. on the list. At number what, 50. You got, what you got, Jason? You're awfully quiet. Me? You know, I'm just looking at, you know, the list and, and AI. I have to agree with them, you know, especially with some of the people that they have in the top 10. I mean, you got Simone Biles and Gabby Douglas ahead of even even Venus. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't yeah. understand how you have them ahead of Venus. Mm-hmm. Um, Simone you know, Biles belongs though. Simone Biles. I mean, yeah, but, maybe not in the top ten. Let, let, let's. The thing I don't really like about this list, you have to look at the body of work. Mm. So you're now comparing someone that has a body of work for say four maybe years. the last four to five years. And then you're trying to compare it to someone that has a body of work for maybe 15 to 20 years. And then you have to look at the body of work in which the time frame it was done. So to put it together a list like this, and there's nothing wrong with it. I just feel the criteria should have been done a little differently because Venus has been around a lot longer than Simone Biles, and I feel she's done a lot more. So they're looking at what essentially these people have done in the last five years per se because but you know gymnastics is a completely different sport your lifespan is like two an olympic two olympics well i get i get an olympic event just one really sometimes you can only just do right i mean you know just depending on your age and your body and and things like that gabby just happened to luck up and do two right I, i get all i get all of that but again i mean you're you're looking at someone's body of work for just on a smaller scale versus someone that, you know, might have been around and did a lot more for more. You know, Muhammad Ali, I feel, got snubbed at number three. Definitely. Like, I, I feel like he definitely should be ahead of Jordan. Gail Sayers shouldn't be on here either if we're talking years because he played like five seasons. But Gail Sayers had a productive five seasons, though. And so. that's, but Simone Biles had a more productive five years than he did. Simone well, Biles at, is going to go his- down as the greatest gymnast, male or female, ever. Gail Sayers is not the best running back, even but on his he list. Was, he was one of the greatest running no, backs. But hear what I just said. His era. Simone Biles is the greatest gymnast no, ever. I, I agree with you on that. Ever. Whether you're talking about a, a pole vault, a all around, ever. I, Gail Sayers is not even the best. Field. Oh, what is it? What, what kind of vault is it? It's just the vault. There you go. Anyway, (laughs) Gail Sayers is not even the best running back on this list. He wasn't even the best running back in the. In his error. He wasn't even the best running back in the 60s. Oh. Jim Brown was the best running back in the 60s. Oh. 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 I don't know. I I might want to challenge that, buddy. Anybody disagree with that? Gail Sayers a better running back than Jim Brown? I'm not saying he was better, but he was definitely in that conversation. But he played five years. It doesn't matter. What other running back could we say that had a five-year career that had a – would we ever put Ricky Waters in this conversation? (laughs) He had a great five years. 
Will we ever put Sean Alexander in this conversation? He had a great but, five but years. No, but you can't. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to compare Gail Sayers to Sean Alexander or a Ricky you, Waters. Because of the historical context. But what I'm it's saying is. It's not only is, the historical context, but what he did in that five years in the yards that he accumulated during that five years. Pull is, up his stats. Put it up. They're decent, bro. Pull it up for five years. Gail Sayers is definitely up there. His first year was a beast year. His first year was like that Eric Dickerson second year. But after that, we're talking about somebody that was a great punt returner. Like, if, if we're going to really be real, and I don't mean to disrespect Gail Sayers, but all I was trying to compare was the fact that Simone Biles has been completely dominant in her sport the way it has never been dominated. And you cannot compare that to a five-year run that other people have had similarly, and he's not even the best at that time, nor is he the best on this list. You cannot put any other gymnast in Simone Biles' stratosphere. And I agree with you on that. I'm never coming against you on that because I'm, I'm with you. She's definitely the face of gymnastics. But at the same time, in that Gail should years, be on this list? Yes, I agree. I think he should be on this list. He should be that high? I don't think he should be that high. Yeah, 20 is deep. I, I think that's definitely too high for him. He's, I think he should he's, be. He's I think higher he should, than Barry Sanders. I think he should be in the mid-40s to. In the so mid, let him, let's swap him out for Barry because Barry's like 44. Yeah, I would, I would definitely do that. I agree with that. But Barry should in, be 20 but in or whatever his, he is. But in his five-year span, Gail Sayers was a freaking beast. He five years. Yeah, he, like, he, T, but, like Terrell Davis had his, his, his career. Bro, they got movies after this. And, hold on, five am I lying? years for, for a five Terrell years Davis career. just went to the Hall of Fame. Was Terrell Davis's stats or 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 impact? He Super Bowl MVP, mm-hmm. two thousand yard season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the reason why the great John Elway won two two Super Bowls. Like, why is Terrell Davis not on this list? I mean, his kick return numbers are still the first in the NFL. I, I said he was a great kick return. I mean, that's up there. Exactly. His man I still got that. records that still holds to this day. Since the sixties, bro. Yeah, to this day. Rushing fi- y'all. We're talking about running backs. We're not yeah, talking about I mean, punt returners. We're not talking he about. He did it returners. in five but years, this, like this you is said. The top fifty athletes, exactly. bro. Like athletes. So you're saying so? Gail Sayers should be her ranked higher than Labondo? No, Gail Sayers, like I said, should be in the 40s. I'm not saying that he's going to be in the top end of this list, but he's, I think he's definitely on the list, and he should be somewhere in the 40s. Let, let me just say why he shouldn't be. There are – okay, let me not be disrespectful because I, I tend to go too far sometimes. There are at least – seriously, and, and, I, and I say this with all seriousness and all respect, there are at least 10 running backs – Ever that were better than Gail Sayers. Let me stop. Can I stop you real quick? Absolutely. Because I, I have. Because I just pulled up his uh, um his thing. Absolutely. That's so what I asked in for. five years, out of his five years, he's a four-time Pro Bowl in five years. I'm with, okay. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro in five years. Okay. He NFL Comeback Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, two-time NFL rushing leader in five years. I'm with you. So again. I'm not saying this guy is going to be in the top of the list, but he definitely de- de- deserves to be on this list, period. All because saying, in his five years, okay. he produced. Eric Dickinson is a better running back. <laughs> LaDainian Thompson is a better running back. <laughs> Barry Sanders on the list is a better I'm running not back. Gonna remember, get there was other factors in regards to the um, exactly why these people are on that particular list. Listen, we already agree the list is weird. It, it's not just that it's weird. They, they said they polled about like 10,000 people. I'm not even quite sure what kind of people they polled or who they polled, but this I list is polled. yeah, I didn't Neither get polled. John. This list, but this I, list I, is. I appreciate the education though, John, because I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So I, I give him, I, I put 
with some respect don't give a name. He just shouldn't be 20. <laughs> I agree with you on that, though. See, so, but we, so we are agreeing right there. You kind of mentioned I think you bit. should be like 65. You kinda, <laughs> do you notice that anyone with any kind of controversy whatsoever was kind of left off the list, which I also feel like is another weird thing about it. Like, we had, you know, like... Like AI was missing. Practice. You know, we have um, That's part of our theme song. Kobe Bryant was missing. Barry Bonds was missing. Where's you know, Deion? Deion Sanders. Was Kobe missing. deserved to be missing Tiger Woods. Kobe. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> argue with you all night, Whoa. John. What you got going okay, on? Okay, okay, okay. So I, I, I am a okay. Kobe on the court is a beast. I'm not gonna argue with nobody. Kobe on the court is a beast, but off the court, Kobe ain't do nothing for society. Kobe's arrogant. He, 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 he it's a lot of people walking himself. around with Kobe That's jerseys. That's what Mamba mentality is all about. See, in order to be really the black Mamba, you have to like be a recluse and like have no friends and focus on nothing but just so, shooting in so, the gym. So what are you contributing to society then when you're like that? Let me know. I think you he got a lot of people. Mambas. Yeah, you created, <laughs> he created Mambas. Yeah, he yeah. created other people that... He created a lot of anti-social people walking around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. That wanted I'm, to be I'm, great. I'm just saying. Bruh, Kobe, Kobe's, like, Kobe's like one of those, like the most the most outgoing thing he ever did was that weird photo shoot that he was like. I think like, Usain Bolt should be hired too. Usain should definitely be hired. He he put a whole country on his back. I think I think like Jason said, Tiger Woods should be on this list. Definitely, I agree with he that. He want to be black. He ain't want to be black. He want to be black. So you're right. You're right. Well, hey, that's his well, fault. That, well, but yeah. what, what about Tommy Smith and Je- and John Carlos? How come they didn't get on that list? Because they only. Okay, again, I was about to go too far. (laughs) Use the word only. They did their thing in the Olympics. They put their fist up. But after that, that's the end of that. That's because they ruined their lives after that. You don't remember what happened to them when they? Do Do you remember what happened to the white guy next to them? Yeah. So let me. So let me. So let me. So let me give a, a more recent comparison. If Colin Kaepernick won the Super Bowl and beat the Baltimore Ravens, he's Tommy Smith. That's who he is. Yeah. He wins the Super Bowl, he does something heroic, and he ends his career. He doesn't, they don't belong on this list. You, mm. you win the Super Bowl, your career's ended shortly thereafter. Okay. There's not enough evidence historically or enough dominance in the time that you played for you to jump on the list. Fair enough. Oh, I know one person that, deserves, that does not deserve to be on this list, and I'm happy he's not on the list, even though he had a great career on the field, and that's O.J. Simpson. Jay-Z said it best on 444. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Who else we got on here? Ernie Banks. Okay, I, I, you, you know, know you know what's interesting. Larry Fitzgerald is pretty interesting to me too. Larry's up there. Larry, 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 Larry gives back a lot. Larry, Larry, Larry's foundation gives back a lot. Earl Campbell too. That's an interesting one. Now that's interesting. Earl Campbell is interesting. I'm a big Larry Fitzgerald fan. So I am, am I, too. but I'm just saying Earl Campbell. I ain't gonna argue with you on Earl, dog, because I, I I don't know. I don't Earl. know. I kind of feel I, I kind of feel Gail Sayerish about Earl Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, no, but I kind of feel I kind of feel Tim Duncan at fifty is disrespectful. That's very disrespectful, especially with David Robinson being hired. Right, right. What did David Robinson ever well, win without Tim? He's the admirable. I mean, the admirable. It doesn't matter. He, he, but you know, he was a he, David. Then put Patrick Ewing on the list, then. Exactly. But Pat ain't got no ring. Put. Put Hakeem. Put Hakeem on here. Put put Kevin Garnett. Talk about, talk about Hakeem's not on here? No. no. Hakeem, Hakeem should definitely be on here for what he's done for Africa. I definitely agree. What? And Manute Bowles. And Manute Bowles. And the Kembe I mean, not, Mutombo. Not, the Kembe, not Manute Bowles. Yeah, the Kembe. Kembe. I don't think they asked black people about this list, man. You know, no. you know wait, side note real quick. Um, 
I know I'm jumping off topic, but you guys just brought up Africa and everything. Any, anyone check out the Team USA versus Team I Africa did. basketball game? I, I did I Saturday morning. Mention that in the just in case, you know. It was actually a pretty good game. It actually was. They have players, bro. They, yeah. The Africa's got ballers. Yeah, and I mean, they actually use NBA players. NBA so, players, you know, yeah. It was, it was good to see. And they're match. talking about making it a yearly thing. So Dr. J is on this good. list. Okay, I'm sure. with that. But you know what? Do you guys all know who people, Satchel Page is, by the way? Yes. All the people yes. that's Pitcher not for on um, this, the Cardinals. All the people that you mentioned that aren't on the list all have controversy surrounding them. Kobe. Reggie White, though? I haven't but said him that, yet. Does that change no, the fact... Some of them were exonerated from those controversies, too. So well, why are they still being penalized? And AI I mean, really wasn't in no controversy for real. They just didn't like him bringing urban culture into the mainstream. Well, and, and exactly. I guess exactly. that's the controversy. It's, uh, okay. it's society. Because, I mean, Ray Lewis should have been on this list. It's no defensive NFL players on this list. That is ridiculous to me. Not one. You got all these running backs. You got Earl Campbell over Lawrence Taylor. You got Earl Campbell and Gail Sayers over Deion Sanders, Reggie White, Ray Yo, Deep Gail alone. Zero argument, 100% right. Gail Sayers and Earl Campbell, you get kicked off of this list for these non. But you know what this says about society? We yep. don't like defense anymore. We don't like toughness. We don't like physicality. <laughs> no, we you're right. Like, it's right. it's you're entertainment. Like you're right. And I said that. It, you're it's right. all about entertainment. Because I'm telling you, right. those we'll were dominant forces. Like, Lawrence Taylor changed the way people played linebacker. Correct. Deion Sanders created the cover corner, the island. Prime time. Reggie White. Minister of Defense. Come on, man. Nah. Gail Sayers? You 100%. My daddy's uh, pissed off at me right now. Don't I'm, I'm say Gail. Say the other guy. Don't say Gail. I like Earl, I like Earl over Gail, to no, be honest. What? Hey, man, you got to look at the baby. Nah, nah. Pick, uh, I'm not picking Earl Campbell the, uh, over Gail. What is it? Dog. Texas Rose or Tyler Rose? All right, <laughs> man. Look at some Earl Campbell film, man. I, I, I've seen his film. Oh, Bo Jackson's on this list. I was happy about you, that. You need to be I on that list. I looked at this list the same way Sansa looked at I Stark fighting Brienne. Oh and that was God. like, man, like. What have I been doing with my life? Oh, yes. What's wrong? How, how did they create this? How did this get like this? Like, <laughs> when? Where was there? Was there any oversight? Somebody be like, oh, well, we can't, we can't print that. That's crazy. Don't oh. you just feel sorry for Sansa? Just period. Like, everybody right. she got in contact with, from 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 her little sister to her, really not her brother John. Bro, she's to, the new Rickon. To, she's the new Rickon. Yeah, she's Brand the, came crazy like, acting. Yeah. <laughs> Brand don't even have no real. Hold on, chill, chill. I'm only in episode five of season one. Whoa, where have you been, Jason? Wow. As I sit here, you've been hiding. As I sit here with my my John with my with my Stark shirt, I I just you know. Oh yeah, man. That's that's, we we got to give him something. Yeah, we got to we got to give him something. Let me find. Whoa, Jason. Jason, that's 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 population. That's that's for real. Honestly, hey Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, shout out to him. Yes. Shout out to Lou Alcindor. Yes. Is Wilt supposed to be higher on this list? No, because Lou was in that picture with Muhammad Ali. He was with, you know, Bill Russell. Oh, I said is Wilt, fam. Huh? Is Wilt supposed to what now? Be higher on this list. Oh, I thought you I thought you were saying supposed to be higher than Kareem. Pay attention. Whoa. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the coconut. <laughs> Blame oh, it on the coconut. Yeah, Wait, so Wilt is supposed to be higher on this list. If 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 the list was just Based on complete dominance, he should be number one. Damn. Like nobody Damn. in no sport ever dominated like he did. What? Nobody. And I'm gonna tell y'all again. Floyd. Until 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 the cows come home. I'm sorry. Forty nine and zero. Thank you, Jason, for the it's correction. It's Wilt Chamberlain is the greatest athlete 
of modern history. Boy, you oh are my a, God. You are a <laughs> big Wolf fan, boy. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith, guest appearance. Hey, check, <laughs> check this out. I want, again, YouTube and then tell me I'm wrong. Because cause everybody, you know what y'all going off right now? We're going off that old adage of, you know, they played against slow white boys. Nobody was as tall. The game is different, and that's cool. But if Wilt played today, he'd average 30 and 15. How many, how many rings he got? I don't, don't care about don't rings. Do don't do that. Dan Marino is better than that. Trent Dilfer. I'm just saying, though. Mm-hmm. If you look at how people are. Randy Moss is I, better I, than uh, Michael Irvin. If you Irvin. look at how athletes are rated right now, they are rated by championships. That's the lame. Is, that's, is, that's for lazy is, people. Is Randy, no, lazy hold on. People. Is Randy Moss a more dominant wide receiver than Michael Irvin? Yes or no? Absolutely is the answer. You just don't yeah, want to say no, it. No, he is. He is. So, he is. so my point is, so when you tell me about Bill Russell in championships and all these things, I'm going to tell you, like I told you before, Bill Russell will tell you he had nothing on. He would say out of his own mouth, a competitor supposed to be the greatest team player in team sports ever in any sport, that he had nothing on Will. He'll say it. I'm not just saying it. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, I, I tune right out the minute I start talking to somebody. Don't, that's the only thing. It's not even say. close enough for you to bring the ring argument in. That's how much better Wilt was than Bill. It's not even close See, enough. I, I like to piss people off and bring <laughs> up the whole ring argument. <laughs> yeah, you're because I have to, because I have to just see where you are, because I want to see if yeah. you're going to throw stats at me. If I'm going to oh, yeah. see. 50 and 20. Exactly. There you I want to see what you're going to bring, bring to the table. Or A center led the yeah. league in assists. Had the only 20-20-20 triple-double. Okay, okay. So we definitely definitely crushed that. You know, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, At the end of every show, we always, you know, we know everybody has an opinion. We know that we all have something we want to say. But, you know, we have a segment called The Fact of the Day. And, Brandon, lay it on us. What exactly is the fact of the day for today? Well, the fact of the day, August 9, 2017, it comes with much trepidation, Sadness, uh, despair. Michael Brown, three years ago on August 9th, his life was taken from him. And I think we should take the time, just as any other culture and any other travesty, to say, you know, let's not ever, 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 ever forget that this happened and not forget that it's happening. Um, It's very important to discuss these things um, when we're talking about sports because there are so many parallels um, in terms of the things that are happening in the world around us. So I just want to say we need to, as a country, start to address the problems and start looking towards solutions as opposed to avoiding them, as opposed to acting like, you know, everybody sees things the same way. Let's start listening. Let's start paying attention. Let's start, you know, uniting. And uh, maybe we won't have to say never forget. Maybe we say, you know, we stand together. Maybe we'll say hey, it's a better day. We don't even have to discuss those things. So that's the fact of the day. Like I said, with much despair to say it, uh, Michael Brown, his life was taken in, um, on August 9th, 2014. So the fact of the day for August 9th, 2017 is never forget. So everybody has their own opinion. What's yours? Man, you know, beyond that, though, just make sure you guys lock in. <laughs> that was very deep. It was Make deep. sure you guys lock in, subscribe. Blog Talk Radio slash Everybody Has an Opinion. Instagram, Everybody Has an Opinion. Facebook, Everybody Has an Opinion. It's pretty easy to find us. iTunes, Everybody Has an Opinion. Anytime you search any one of those outlets and put that name, you will find us. Subscribe. Tune into the podcast. Email us. Hit us up. You can email us at info.com. 
Everybody has an opinion <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> so, you know, it doesn't matter if you're trying to find us, hit us up. We appreciate it. Hey, see you guys next week. Yo. Yo.